That's the game that I play. I watched a really sceptical girl try to ruin a magician's day, and it was brilliant. Welcome to the Electronic Wireless Show. I'm Brendan. I am joined this week. It's episode 31 on the 1st of February. And I'm joined this week by Catherine Byrne. Hello. And Adam Smith. Hello. Both good people and people that I like, so... (laughs) Thanks. We are talking this week about remakes remakes of old games or not that old games or remasters of old games even um and all the attendant and related stuff to do with that there's been quite a few of these uh so just to give some examples recent ones include shadow of the colossus which i don't that didn't come out for pc did it no no the original didn't this one hasn't either shame um, Final Fantasy Twelve will be coming out. Is it today? Today, today, it's today. It's today, yeah. it's today. Um, Okami. Well, yesterday, yesterday, maybe depending, depending on, on when you, you see this. this yeah. <laughs> uh, Okami HD that was out the end of last year. Yeah, uh, which Catherine reviewed. Yep. Yeah. Um, and other things like that. There's been loads. There's been loads as well as remakes and remasters that aren't exactly. <laughs> what the old game was, but we'll get to that later. I'm going to start with a question. I'm going to start with the basics, actually. What did we think were good remakes, and what did we think were bad remakes? And I'm just... Remakes just broadly, like remasters included. Because I understand there is a weird difference. You know? Yeah, I mean, as far as... I mean, I, I think people would use different definitions. For me, I'd go, in a very simplistic sense, a remaster would be taking the old thing and kind of putting it in your garage. I'm complicating this by turning it into a metaphor and then giving it a tune up. So, you know, you're maybe um, giving it better graphics, but you're not actually completely redoing everything. Uh, a remake has a lot more freedom to switch to a new engine entirely or actually embellish parts of the, the game on a deeper level rather than just um, yeah giving it a spruce up. Um, so like I, I think that examples that I would say of remasters recently are the point and click ones. There was a Grim Fandango one, it's just like a HD remaster. Data Tentacle got one. We had an article about this um, where we spoke to some of the developers about their thoughts on um, remaking older games. And it's quite interesting because I, I'm very, very um, dubious about it um, as, a, as a thing. Um, that people just do because I don't think something loses value just because it's old and I don't think that 
making something newer and shinier and more giving it more clarity, high resolution is is necessarily a good thing because I think you can get away from some of the artistic choices that were made for the original. Um, and I think you can move toward a certain kind of conformity and blandness with those. Uh, but at the same time, I like it when old games get a new lease of life uh, commercially and people pick up and play them. Yeah. Um, but, yeah. Yeah, I mean, in, in that article, that was uh, Mitch Cosen. I don't know if that's yeah. how you pronounce his surname. I've only seen it written. But uh, he interviewed Ron Gilbert and the who's the adventure game adventure game man made secret of monkey yeah. island and so forth um and he doesn't like people when people remake games at all because they're often mm. remaking his games um and he says it's like tampering with a black and white movie and trying to colorize it yeah i agree with that uh, pretty much and i think one of the examples that's given in that article is that loom was brought from 16 colors to 256 colors and because they were so li- limited in the colors that they could use in the first loom, they painted a leaf under a tree really, really red so it would catch the player's attention. But then in the remake, because they ha- could use all these different shades of red, they started using red in the sunset and, you know, in the in the other leaves of the tree and, and, you know, all over the place in the scene. And they made the leaf itself that was supposed to capture the attention more bland and it didn't stand out as much so players just they said players wouldn't click on it so there are examples of times when remakes actually change the way you play the game even through even though it's just you're just changing the appearance of it but you look at a first person shooter like i remember looking at the commentaries on uh, valve's games and the amount of uh work that they put into i mean what i would describe as almost a cinematography type of um approach where the, the importance of directing a player's attention toward a certain feature and how if you if you take away one light source in a room, suddenly people don't know how to solve a puzzle or they don't know where they're supposed to go. Uh, it takes them so much longer to read it because you're constantly guiding the player, even in games where it isn't as obvious as in your example. You, you're constantly trying to guide the player's eye toward things so that they don't just feel lost and they don't uh, hit brick walls and think, you know, well, where do I go in this room? And I think it's so easy to lose those things because the the visual side of the game, it, the, every piece of that design should, and it's not always the case anyway, but, but really that should all be tied into the rest of it. It should be a collaboration. And I think that often with a remaster or a remake, um, people are, are touching certain parts without thinking about the knock-on effect of how that affects everything else. Mm. Yeah. Catherine, you are a hardware person. Yes. <laughs> and you, you like it when things are shiny. I do, yes. Do you, how do you feel about remakes in general? How do you feel about my terrible opinions? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I think, like, fundamentally, they are a good thing in that, like, take, like, Akami HD as an example that I reviewed at the end of last year. Like, I originally, I didn't play that on the PS2. I played that on the Wii when it came out with the motion controls. And it was lovely. Like, I really liked it. I'd love to play it again. But my Wii's currently in a box. And... Mm. Uh, you know, I don't really want to have to get that out to again. So the fact that it's sort of, you know, it's come to PC is is great because I've I've got that set up and it doesn't require me having to get all that stuff out again. In the, in that sense, it's 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 good when people do bring things to, especially new platforms. I think is is always like a really good thing. But as as Adam was saying, like it gives games a new lease of life, lets them find a new audience, and just makes them easier to play. Like anything that makes games great games easier to play 
is a good thing fundamentally in my books. But I, I agree in that, like, obviously some games, they're not always very good for remakes. You know, whether, as you say, like, a particular art style. I mean, in terms of, like, older games, I only really have a... I mean, I only had about five PC games when I was little. Um, one of which was, say, Doom 2. And I love Doom 2, uh, but I wouldn't really want to see it remastered or remade, I don't think, because it that's basically just Doom again. You know, the, the one from 2016. If you remake Doom 2, you've essentially just made, like, Doom again. Um... Or you know, I I don't I wouldn't want to see that. It has a it has a particular it's a particular kind of art style and the way it's all, you know, it's designed for that kind of, you know, that a very very low spec PC. And I think like turning that yeah. into sort of sh- some sort of shiny new thing would would just kind of yeah wreck it basically. Um, so yeah, I think there there are there are games that are it's it's good good to remake, but also I think yeah, older games maybe don't lend themselves so well because it it just kind of it destroys what people either remember about it being great or what's fundamentally great about it. Um and yeah, I think that it's it's a it's a tricky situation, but fundamentally a good thing. <laughs> I I think there's a really interesting thing in we said because I totally agree that making things easier to play. I And that to me is not just about platform. It's also about making, um, improving UI. I think one of the places where games can improve a lot is just in terms of the menus. I mean, when you play old games, sometimes you think, I didn't remember how dated this, I didn't expect it to feel as dated as it does. I didn't remember how much I was expected to read manuals back then. Yes. <laughs> um, and I'm absolutely fine with people going and changing those things. I went to play uh, the original XCOM again recently, which I do quite often. And I've reached the tipping point now where I'm like, I don't want to show this game to people who've never played it before. And I feel sad about that. And it's just because the learning curve on it is pretty horrible and it just feels obtuse and it feels quite um, uncaring of the player. And I never really thought about games like that until maybe four or five years ago. And now I just think, why are you, why do you not, um, have any affection toward the people playing you? <laughs> help them, help yeah. them a little bit. Give throw them a bone. Uh, but the 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 thing was, you said making games easier to play. Do you think there's the argument that um, even the the dated visuals in a game can make it hard for people to approach it? So therefore, there can be a duty of care if you're going to bring a game to a new platform. Yeah. Then there's you know to to actually make it more palatable for people by you know, when you take it off the shelf and say, okay, this was on the Wii, let's put it onto the PC now. Mm. Is there a duty of care to say, let's make it actually appealing to people EG, if we can do that? E.g. Deus Ex, the first one. <laughs> well, yes, exactly. That that was that was exactly what I was going to say. Like, I've tried to play the first Deus Ex, like, a couple of times, and I, I just can't do it. I can't bring myself to just get past that first level I, is that I, because I play... it's ugly or because it's no, kind mean, of janky as well it is it's i would say i mean, I, I do have a I agree with you with, with their with their, with their non-existent necks like that that's I, I just can't go over that but that aside um <laughs> <laughs> it's a sort of a head on a pair of shoulders it's a sort of oh i, d- I don't know um there is no neck no one has a neck in that game um but yeah, also true. Gears of War. But <laughs> aside from for that, different reasons. yeah, I think that it is it is quite janky, and as as you say, like trying to 
figure out its systems is is quite hard. Like I mean, I've I've played the newer Deus Ex games and have been absolutely fine. I've you know I've I feel like I should be able to play the first Deus Ex without too much problem. But as I say, I've I've tried to play that first level multiple times and I just I just can't do it. I keep getting lost in a very dark tunnel somewhere. And I just can't find my way out because it's like, I can't see the walls. There are no walls in this game. Um, well, you know, I can't I can't sort of see the boundaries. I'm just sort of stuck in this in this black void somewhere in the shadows. Um, so, yeah, I, I do think that if people do, if, if, if developers do remake a game, then yes, please, please make it make it kind of playable for a modern audience, because. Yeah, even people that play modern games, I let's say they even I have problems going back to first Deus Ex. I mean, there's two things there. One is that, um, and I'm not uh, disagreeing, but um, not every game should be for everyone, and that's fine as well. Obviously, you know, um, yeah, I think there's a, there can be a danger of taking away too many rough edges, and this this brings me to a completely different thing, which is a pathologic remake. Pathologic is a game with a lot of rough edges. It's um, in its writing, in its uh, weird jankiness in the fact that its combat is just horrible and doesn't really work, <laughs> um, and and some of them are unintentional. Some of them are because it was made on a budget and it, um, elements just didn't work. And uh, Ice Picology made it are very open about that. But then some of those elements uh, are very intentional, and the, the way that the story is told is very very obtuse, and that's absolutely intentional. Some of the translation. Uh, issues is the wrong word because some some of that is intentional surrealism and uh, my my query was when they said they were remaking it was you know how do you keep hold of the um things that that are intentional how do you how do you keep the rough edges that are that are good rough edges at least the other ones and their answer was just because we wrote the game and we know <laughs> and i was like okay fine <laughs> so that, that's interesting because they need to know what's they need to know what's raw and what's just yeah. what's supposed to be eaten raw, and what is just simply uncooked and a bad for you. <laughs> yeah, well, yeah. I mean, the closest to calling it in film, and it's not really fair because it's not a remake; it's um, a different adaptation, really. But Solaris, you have the uh, Tarkovsky version of Solaris, which is, you know, two and a half, three hours long, very, very strange and very difficult, and uh, and I love it. And then there was the um george clooney remake. Who made it with jo- <laughs> yeah with, with george clooney which which turns it into a 90 minute long uh fairly understandable um science fiction thriller now i don't think it's a good film the second one but i don't <laughs> think it's a bad film either because it is just an entirely different film it's not attempting to to mimic the first film it's not attempting to capture what the first film did it's just saying let's do this story in a completely different way uh, i think that's perfectly valid but I'd be really, really um, annoyed if that version replaced the old version, and I think that's much more likely in games because in district, you know, we we often can only find the the one copy of something. So, so whatever we do, I would always like to have the option to to play the original version, which you do get in the points and click games. No, this is no, this is a good point because whenever um, I was looking for. The older Final Fantasies, you know, the pre-seven Final Fantasies, yeah. yeah, and a lot of the ones of those available on Steam um, are remastered or remade versions, and some of them have been remade in awful ways for <laughs> um, for use on mobile, mobile phones, mobile, and they've yeah. just been ported to PC because you know, frig it, we'll just throw them out there, and they look awful. 
um <laughs> like the sprites look really weird and it's like that deus ex no neck syndrome where you just i just don't want to play it with these horrible looking things and that's really shallow <laughs> but you know i can't deny it but it, yeah. it's interesting what you say about remakes that are more like adaptations adam and speak mm. speaking of um uh science fiction thrillers prey needs to be mentioned yeah. probably uh, well, I would say Prey, Wolfenstein, and Doom, like uh, all Bethesda, recent, yeah, yeah, all Bethesda first-person shooters, which are essentially reinterpretations of all the games. I mean, Doom and Wolfenstein are sequels in a sense, um, but they are really rethinking the ideas. And and you know, Wolfenstein's um, thing is, what if we did that but turned it into pulp, but also at the same time, we're very sincere. And took it all seriously. It shouldn't work at all, and I know it doesn't for some people, but it's a really bold idea. Um, and you said you've been playing Doom recently, Catherine. Yeah. And, uh, and as you say, I think I think you're right. Like you don't need a remake of the old ones because this one is it's the spirit of the old games, just oh, with yeah, definitely. modern tech. Yeah, you know? yeah, yeah. No, I I've, I really really like the 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 new Doom. I think it it really just the speed of it and just mm. the way it you know reinterprets what made uh, the original Doom so good into a modern setting in a 3D setting, you know, a proper 3D setting sort of thing. You know, I, th- I think they did a really, really good job of it. Um, maybe, maybe like, I mean, I played Doom 2 like an inordinate amount of time when I was small, but by, by simply by virtue of it being basically the only PC game I had. Um, and so, you know, I sort of knew all the secrets and knew all the, the bits and pieces like the back of my hand um this one maybe i know it does have secrets and bits in it but it doesn't feel like there's as much of it which i quite liked in the old doom but as you say you know it's sort of like maybe there was a time for those sorts of things and now people are just more interested in shooting lots of demons in the head and smashing their faces in you know um, what i think i think that there are lots of secrets in it and i don't know if there's as many but i think this is an interesting point because i think one of the things that you lose um with the new doom is is that the, the more you move toward, and it sounds strange to call the new Doom a realistic game, but the more you move toward <laughs> a setting which has fidelity and, you know, it looks like a place that you could actually be in, you know, it's un- it's yes. understandable. Is When you move away from the abstract, suddenly you realise that the original Dooms were basically mazes. They were building mazes. Um, and yeah. they kind of had some relation to real places. You know, it's a power station. There's always a pumping station, and to yes. <laughs> every 90s FPS had a pumping station. I still don't know what that is, but I just took it. I was just like, of course I'm in a pumping station. I'll go and turn on a pump, and you just had to do it. This is something you had to do. Yeah. But uh, but they weren't real. They were mazes. So I think no. that made you much more keen to search for secrets because why not? You're in a maze already. So, and yeah, I think that's lost a little bit because why would yeah. you be going off the beaten track when the beaten track yeah. is clearly leading towards somewhere real? Yeah, I mean, even in in the new Doom, like some of the secrets, they they do involve like retro, little little kind of retro map rooms or yeah. you know bits bits from older Doom games. But they're basically just empty rooms, and it's kind of like, oh yeah, that was a nice thing. I remember that from Doom One or Doom Two or whatever. And it's but it, there's nothing there really fundamentally to kind of like make it like a worthwhile thing to find. Um, you can kind of you know there, there are a couple having sort of gone back for just doing various bits of testing um 
you know, I thought, oh, let's find that thing that on that, you know, there's there's this room on this on in the map that I just can't get to. Let's let's find out how to get there while I'm testing, doing whatever I need to test. And yeah, it was just sort of like, oh, it's just just an empty room. There's there's nothing here really, apart from a little nice retro flourish. And it's it was it was, it was sort of disappointing in that sense that mm. there wasn't anything more to it. It was just like, oh, here's a thing. Remember that from this old game. Um, but, be, you know, whereas the secrets in the original is kind of doomed to, you kind of felt like, oh, great, I've got a new weapon or, you know, I've got the rocket launcher five levels before I should ha- I should do normally or something like that. It kind of felt a bit more special and a bit more like, oh, great. You know, I've really found something neat here. Um, but, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I think like the, 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 the Final Fantasy note is quite interesting in that I I haven't played many of the older ones. Um like eight was the first one that I played, and so I've uh, had to sort of go back and play some of the the, the the older ones on a you know different different platforms and things like that. I really liked the way that they did three and four for the DS, in that they kind of that would that was a proper a proper kind of remake in the sense that you know it was kind of fully three D, and you know it wasn't just kind of like the slightly horrible sprites on the on the mobile versions they they kind of really kind of recreated the whole thing and i think it made both of those games three in particular because that's 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 awful uh, <laughs> it's an awful awful game with a very kind of convoluted story and everything but i think that that it made those two games like a lot more approachable for someone who hadn't really played a proper old final fantasy game before um and i was kind of I really hope I was really hoping at the time because this was I can't remember how how long ago they came out now it was certainly like 10 at least 10 years ago um I, w- I was really hoping and I still hope that they do the same thing for six because that's another of the big ones the big good ones that I haven't played mm. um and I know that because I keep so I keep kind of waiting and waiting and waiting to play six because um, I know that the the moment I kind of think oh no they'll never do it and just buy like you know the the whatever's whatever version is on Steam to play it I know that the second I do that they're going to announce a proper re because they've been doing it you know loads for some of the other some of the slightly more newer ones and obviously there's twelve that's coming out today or yesterday um, and they've re- they've been remaking. You know, they did it for ten and ten two as well, uh, quite recently. Um, Seven is obviously getting a huge, huge, huge remaster, remake, whatever you want to call it. Um, and I just, I kind of, I feel like it must be in the pipeline somewhere because everyone knows that you know that that's one of the good ones, and they've kind of done it for all of the other, all the others. <laughs> I hope they never ever remake thirteen. And that no. is a little, <laughs> is a little Final Fantasy jab for all you Final Fantasy fans. <laughs> Um, I I think there should be a law on um, I was going to say in how long has to lapse before you can remake something like that you shouldn't be allowed to do it before I think 10 years I'm going to say 10 years it's got to be at least 10 years but also in a numbered series like Final Fantasy I just don't think you can do anything after 10 until you get to 20 like just leave it like, it is too soon like, what's, what is wrong with Final Fantasy 12 because this is new, the one that's coming out on PC. It is just like a complete edition with like slightly higher resolution graphics, right? Is that right? Or yeah, there's some little, so, sort some of. little changes as well to the system. But th- those are changes not... that were made previously to a different version, anyway. So... Yeah. So so they've not they've, redrawn they've, everything there. No. Well, they've 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 made it. They've I think they've they've taken the the HD graphics probably from the PS4 
when the, or when, right. when they mm. remade it for the PS4 at the end of last year. They've also upped the frame rate to 60, 60 FPS, and they've added in a whole load of weird monitor support. Um, That's fine. Like 21 by 9 aspect ratios and three monitors. Who needs to play Final Fantasy twelve and three it's monitors? It's so weird. It feels like but, all this stuff that Final oh, Fantasy players don't, don't really care about that much. Like no, no, it's it's odd. I mean, I want to see what it looks like just because it sounds ridiculous. Um, but yeah, it's just sort of like, does does this really need to happen? I don't know. Probably um, not. I'm gonna um, I'm gonna ask a question then. If you if you're putting nine rules, then Adam, um, yeah, I've got loads <laughs> of rules. What, what what should they remake now? What do you want to see remade now? Um, the first ASX. <laughs> <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I say nothing um, that I played in my childhood ever. So Deus Ex is off. It can't be done because <laughs> I, I, so I think, I think there's a, um, and I will, I will answer the question, Brendan, but I think that the, if you play a game, obviously uh, in its original form uh, at the time or around the time, then you're probably going to be okay with it because, you know, you just, you learn it, you, you know, so a lot of these things aren't problems. I go back and play Deus Ex now. I can understand all the things you're saying about it, but it doesn't affect me in that way. The one that got me um, was um, um, uh, Ocarina of Time because people had told me that it was this amazing, brilliant game for so, so long. And I only played it for the first time maybe six years ago. And I was like, this is it, really? And I didn't think it was bad, <laughs> but I was just like... But Did it's you play not- it on the N64 or the 3DS? I played on the N64. Yeah. On the N64. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And I thought it was good. I mean, you know, but I was like, this is the best game ever. Like, you know, <laughs> and uh, some people were talking about the first time they got onto Hyrule Field and how epic and amazing it was. And I was like, it's literally a field. I mean, I can yep. gallop across it in a few <laughs> couple of minutes. Like, and, uh, and I was just so underwhelmed and I really enjoyed it. Like, I, I like a lot of the game, but I was just, I just did not get it at so all. you think they and should I think- remake that for PC? <laughs> I think they should remake every <laughs> Zelda game for PC. For PC. Um, and... <laughs> Um, I also think they should um, remake every Mario game for PC, um, <laughs> and because Aww, I mean you, you can't divorce Super Mario Galaxy from the Wii from the Wii Remote controls. You just, you just can't. It can't I'm, be done. <laughs> I can plug a connect into my PC. It's fine. <laughs> no, but no, but my my serious point on that is that I don't think you. I, I think Zelda you possibly could remake. I wouldn't want to see it. I really wouldn't want to see it because. Um, I think it is what it is, and I like that. Um, and you couldn't remake the Mario games either, I don't think. I'd hate because Mario 64 is very, very dated now. Like, I think it is, like, you know, compared mm. to the later 3D Mario games, it looks boxier, which, which I, again, I don't mind. I think the style of it is really cool. Uh, but some of the level design um, it is not as legible as it could be. Um, um, I think, they, you know, there are better tricks now. Uh, yeah. But I'd, I'd hate to see it remade. So, so the things that I would actually like to be remade, I wouldn't want to play. It's things like Deus Ex and maybe even Thief. And I feel kind of sick to my stomach saying this, but I want people to play <laughs> those games and I can't get them to play them. So I yeah. don't want to play the remakes, but I want other people to have mm-hmm. that experience the same way that yes, I had it. It's very magnanimous um, of you. And that most people, be furious who, about most it. people who see it, I, I understand it because you you will always have the old game. Like no, even if a remake exactly. comes out, there's not, they're not taking Deus yeah. away from you. But no. at the same time, it feels like this, uh, this they're, they're taking something that you loved and they're, they're, they're just tweaking it or they're, you know, they're messing with it when it was already good. 
I'd have to trust the people doing yeah, it. Yeah, but on uh, top yeah. of that, it's also this idea that um, the the resources could be spent doing something else. That that's what yeah. that's what kind of annoys me about unimaginative sequels or something. You know, if a, well, this is if if people keep doing the same thing over and over again, it almost feels like a pity because you you could go and do something new, like the the. The um the underworld um which isn't called Ultima Underworld because they don't have the license but but you know the the kind of spiritual successor to Ultima Underworld is called Underworld Ascendant. Um, I'm writing an article about that at the moment, like right now, and um and I looked, I watched a live stream and talked to Warren Spector and Paul Neuraf, who both people who were around when the original was made, who were working on this one, um and it looks really good, and I was surprised by how good it looked, uh. Because I thought they're going to stick to trying to do the things they did in the past. And so for anyone who doesn't know, Ultima Underworld's thing, I guess, is that it was an immersive sim. It was a it was a dungeon crawl, a first person, but it was more interested in immersive sim stuff. So it was it had like these little uh, monster behaviors where they'd interact with each other. So, you know, they, they actually seemed like living things. You know, you could lead a guard towards orcs and they'd get into a big scrap and you could just watch the results of that. And if you threw things into water, the water flowed and they'd get carried by the stream. So you could get like, thing, you know, move things from one side of the dungeon to another by using the flow of water, all these little things. And they've basically taken that and said, how far can we push this with the tech we have now? So you have fire that spreads and wooden surfaces will burn and bridges will collapse and all that stuff and just lots of tricks and toys. Uh, and it looks, it feels a lot like Prey, uh, but fantasy. Um and it looks really, really good. Um, and I like that. I like that they've looked at Ultima Underworld and said, here's what people found exciting about it. That is no longer exciting, uh, the the actual stuff that it did. But the idea is, so where can we take that idea now? How do we use the technology we have to to implement those ideas in uh, in modern ways? Yeah. And I think, that, I think that's a good way to do a, a spiritual successor. Yeah. I think, just on a side note, because you mentioned Freya, I think that... <laughs> Like Bethesda's stuff, Doom and Wolfenstein, I can understand what you mean when you said earlier that they're sticking to the spirit of the old games. They're looking at the spirit of the old games and they're saying, well, how can we do something that's modern but doesn't take away from, say, the speed of Doom or the kind of brutality of Wolfenstein and the tongue-in-cheekness of it. Um, but with Prey, it does feel like they made a game. They wanted a space station alien game and they had the Prey license. <laughs> Yeah. So the, well. Well. Okay. So, what was the original prey? What was its thing? It was like it was a bounty hunter on a no, on not a the, the original, station, wasn't it? The original. Oh no, it wasn't. Was, it was a Native was the, American. That was the failed sequel. Yeah. Yeah. He gets, yeah, that's he right. gets abducted. Yeah. That's right. Yeah. yeah. It was basically the original prey felt like a quake game because they were like the Strog. They were like this horrible alien race that captured people and mutilated them. Um, so the original Prey, I don't think, had enough of an identity, really. You could either have run with the character, uh, which would have been interesting. I, I kind of wish they had done. Or you go with just the over-the-top weird side. Yeah, but that, that, that they, feels like such an excuse as like to say, oh, if I say it, Prey is not really a remake. They've just plastered the name Prey on this other thing. And they said, well, we couldn't really remake Prey because it, you know, it didn't really... It, didn't really have anything interesting about it just feels like all right yeah, so you I, didn't remake Prey. you just used the name i i have no idea why they use the name though because did anyone read i mean i don't want to be cruel but sales figures would suggest that the name didn't really help <laughs> i don't think i don't think there were a lot of people sitting there going god damn it when is my remake of prey coming come on where is it 
I don't think anyone cares <laughs> about the name. It's, it is really weird uh, that they used it. It's much more like a System Shock remake than it is like a Prey remake. Mm-hmm. Uh, it's an immersive sim set on a space station. You know that that's yeah. well into System Shock territory. All right, I have one more question for you guys in terms of remakes, uh, and it's something that Alec, Alex suggested. Uh, what do you think they'll be remaking in 2030? <laughs> Final Fantasy VII. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but it'll take that long for it to happen. Yeah. I think I think I'd quite like to see. I mean, it probably doesn't really need remaking in a sense, but I would I would hope that things like Dishonored wouldn't be lost to history. You know, I I would hope that those would those would they'll both Dishonored and Dishonored 2 would kind of come back um, in some form because I think they deserve to be preserved historically in shiny new forms, but I don't know really. I mean, I don't know. They'll, they'll probably end up doing Doom, like Doom again or more Doom um, in some way. <laughs> Doomer. Um, Doomer. <laughs> Doomer, yeah. Or just Doom 2, like the different Doom 2. Oh my it's God, no, that would get so confusing. <laughs> Just like this Doom is like, no, it's not the original Doom. It's 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 different. Doom or all caps. Yeah. Oh, I don't know. I, I, think, I don't understand their naming conventions. I think that uh, it'd have to have an exclamation point next time. That's the only <laughs> yeah. way to go. And then and then the sequel is Doom with a question mark. And... Doom. <laughs> Doom. Yeah. But I I think uh, I'd like to see um, them remake FIFA in twenty thirty. <laughs> <laughs> The original <laughs> FIFA, not not FIFA 2030. I like think I, I go for edition. 14. Go for 14. <laughs> just 14. a remake of FIFA 14. Sensible <laughs> soccer. <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. Well, that's happening now. No, but my 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 serious uh, prediction is that by 2030, um, people will start to get nostalgic about when walking simulators didn't have guns in. So people start <laughs> remaking walking simulators, and we'll get remakes of Gone Home and Firewatch and all these things, and people will be like, oh yeah, remember that golden era in 2017, 2018, when games, when for a brief period of time, people made games that weren't about shooting people and they'll go back and remake them because everything will be back to shooting oh, guns then. so dark. It's just, we're <laughs> just going to go back to having guns and <laughs> and everything. Oh God. <laughs> I'd quite like them to remake uh, the first two Witcher games. I would, because they're rubbish. <laughs> yeah, I mean... <laughs> Three will probably end up, you know, they'll, they'll, they'll probably do like a, a bundle trilogy, which, you know, is fine. But I, I would definitely really like them to remake the first two Witcher games. I think that's a good shout, yeah. Yeah. Because that, I, I tried to play the older Witchers and I just I just threw them away. I thought they were garbage. But then again, <laughs> I still think the third one is a little bit garbage. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I've spoken about that before, but that's not for that's not for the remake podcast. They will. They'll. There'll be a remake of Skyrim in 2030. Oh, I did. another one. Yeah. yeah, no, definitely. There will in be in 8K. Yeah, and they'll never remake Daggerfall, even though that one needs a remake. <laughs> this is what I mean. This is why you need rules. You know, do do the ones that need it. Don't just do the ones that people will buy mm. again. Oh wait, that's yeah. why. That's why. Uh, have they remade all the Resident <laughs> Evils yet? Um, oh, like f- at least fifty times each, surely. I think they, they've done. Probably... They've definitely done zero, one, two. Have they done three? They must. They, have ha- they haven't three. done two. Yeah, they haven't done two. I think two. two... No, they've not done two. Two's on right? the cards, yeah. though. It's yeah. being done now. Yeah. 
I thought they didn't didn't they remake them all for like again it was sort of like something for the Wii in that they remade all of them for some weird reason but kind of called them all different names didn't they? I don't um, know. No, it got it got a bit confusing because I think for the GameCube they made Resident Evil Zero, which I think was a yeah prequel. To and, one, then they did and then they did one the again. But re- remake they called it like Resident Evil Make, which was really like good. I liked that. <laughs> um, but I don't think they ever did. Two. It feels like they have. It, it does feels feel like, like they've they all have. been remade about fifteen times. Yeah, like per per game. I think I think to see of time, what they should probably do is every time they release a, a Resident Evil, say Resident Evil Eight comes out, they just do the remake for Resident Evil Eight the year after that, and then yes, you know, just continue on that way. Nine, then nine's remake, then ten, then ten's remake, and that will just save us all a lot of confusion. You know, just uh, mm. while we're talking about horror games, though, I would say the thing that I want remaking is the Silent Hill games. But they tried that; um, they did the <laughs> first two. Uh, oh, was it the first three? The first three, and it was so horrible. Oh, In fact, no, they yeah. just did two and three. They got rid of um, the fog, didn't they? They got rid of the fog. Yeah, they, yeah. they just they were just so ugly. But the reason for that apparently is because um, they had loads of issues with getting the original source code because Konami just hadn't kept it, which is just nuts <laughs> to me. Like it just wasn't, they just did, they were just like, you know, Oh, well we need to do a lot of this from scratch. Cause some of the codes just missing and they just didn't use to catalog things, um, which sounds absolutely, uh, you know, bewildering, but it's, uh, you know, it's not so long ago. That was also true at the BBC. I don't know. I'm not a big fan, but I know with Dr. Who, a lot of the early episodes are just completely lost because yeah. the BBC just didn't have a, um, a system of making backups of things. So once the originals were gone, it's like that just doesn't exist anymore. Um, and I guess that people just weren't thinking, hey, in 50 years time, people will still be watching this or that they'd be so easy to reproduce. Um, you know, uh, whereas now you'd think, well, surely people were more forward thinking than that, but apparently not. Hopefully so now. It's the reason you can't get Silent Hill games digitally distributed as well. Like they... Just have all these problems with them. God, but we, we, so, if you talk with like things like this, it really makes me want to back up all the articles I've written and print them out somewhere <laughs> in a book. No one notices, but every every day I delete everything that's more than a year old from RPS oh, no. and scrub it off the internet <laughs> just to keep things tidy. This is my it's my thing. I do my bit for the environment. I don't know how the environment works, Brendan. <laughs> Um, okay, let's 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 move on from remakes and stuff. We'll come back to it later when we ask our readers and listeners uh, what the crack is, uh, what they want remade, um, and we'll talk about what we've been playing, what we've actually been playing, what's new, what's real, what hasn't been remade, what have we been playing? <laughs> Catherine, you've been doing all sorts. <laughs> well, so- sort of. I've been playing. Um, grow home, which isn't really new at all. That's that's very old now. But it's I let's say I I bought it. Um, I bought it in the Steam sale over Christmas because it was it was quite cheap with Grow Up, its sequel. Um, and it's lovely. I really like grow it. Grow home is the really lovely, robot boy um, on a on a plant, I believe. Yes, yeah. It's made by um, Ubisoft Reflections, and it's a little. You play this little robot called Bud. And you've just got to grow a plant up to two thousand meters to take home to your to your planet, and your 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 computer mothership thing is called Mom, um, which is quite sweet. So you're you're just growing this plant for your mum, which is which is nice. 
but it's 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 it's, it's um you basically kind of took in order to grow the plant you've got to kind of um there are all these sort of offshoots that you've got to kind of plug into these glowing rock things that apparently feed somehow feed this plant um through some sort of magic um and just kind of when when you kind of climb up because it's uh, it's 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 not really very well suited to a keyboard and mouse it's, you should probably play it with a controller because you kind of need to grip um the, the the wall or whatever you're climbing with the with the bumper um bumpers on a controller um and but when you kind of when you climb up onto one of these little offshoots you kind of you pre- you hold down x and you just get to grow it in the kind of you can control the camera and it's just a wonderful feeling it's just one of the most joyous little games that i've played in quite some time it makes for quite a contrast to zero time dilemma that i played at the very <laughs> beginning of uh, january which was all about yeah people trying to kill each other in a very small confined space um <laughs> and solving puzzles <laughs> But so yes, if you haven't played it, play uh, play Grow Home. It's lovely. It is lovely. I I agree entirely. I think it's brilliant. Ah. Yeah, it's sort of like it's it's a slightly. I can potentially see some people being a bit frustrated with its slightly sort of slightly floaty physics, but it it gets away with it in a way. In that you know you're on this planet and gravity. You know it's sort of like it it works. You know I never really felt frustrated if I kind of accidentally overshot something or ran past something and fell off the plant to my doom <laughs> because also, it's like oh yeah i'm on also, an alien planet with gravity uh bud the little alien has the best animations they're all yes. kind of procedural like um he's not got canned animations so when he like falls he flails around and when yeah you run up a slope sometimes he just kind of stumbles and it's just really genuinely endearing like uh yeah it is like controlling a drunk toddler and <laughs> yeah. that's that's a good thing. Yes, very much so. Cool, Adam. Um, I can I tell a story no. instead of talking no. about a game. No, we <laughs> don't talk about games here. It's a good story because I, I I went on holiday. Oh, you did. Um, I went on oh, holiday, man. so I'm going to tell you, I'm going to tell you a quick story about my holiday. Um, so in Budapest, which is amazing, and I recommend everyone goes there, but not all at the same time. Um, we... <laughs> I don't know why. I just thought it might get the full. Entire world I got a bit worried it'd fill it up. Um, and it's this gorgeous historical city. And uh, as I was walking around, there was a point when uh, I saw. I was I was trying to think who were famous Hungarian people before I went out there, uh, and I didn't know many, and I was quite annoyed by that. And then as I was walking around this beautiful part of the city, I saw a thing just saying the Houdini House, and I was like Houdini. Houdini's from around here. He's from around <laughs> these parts. So I decided to approach the Houdini house. And um, and I got a bit intimidated because they had like a, a mannequin thing upside down in a tank of water. Like, you know, as if doing some horrible escape thing. I didn't like that because I'm very intimidated by such things. But then a, a woman appeared from a hidden door and said, enter the Houdini house. And I was like, I have to now because <laughs> she's emerged. Door. It was like, yeah, it's like it's like a secret door, and it, it had all massive locks on it. So we went yeah. inside the Houdini house, and there was no one else there, just two of us. And we walked around, looked at the exhibitions, feeling slightly uncomfortable, while she tried to make it really exciting. And then at the end, there was a magic show, and it was in a parlor for about thirty people, but with just with two of us mm-hmm. and this one little girl who was the most sceptical girl ever. So the magician was doing the thing where he's like, 
here's some rings on a rope. Do you want to touch the rope to make sure it's real? This little girl would take it and just look at it from every angle. And she was really <laughs> trying to catch this guy out. And then every time he did a trick and she didn't understand it, she was both amazed but looked really annoyed by him. Uh, so that that's the game that I play. I watched a really sceptical girl try to ruin a magician's day and it was brilliant. <laughs> I highly recommend it. So there you go. That was That's the only game I've played. The Houdini House. <laughs> It's a really good it game. sounds like it should be a game. It could be a like, game. Remia yeah. and it should, it should be. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. It should be a, an, es- an escape room type thing. It'll probably well, be the next the next installment in the Zero Escape series. The, well, yeah, the Houdini I mean, House. The, the uh, girl is the body. He'd fit. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. absolutely. Yeah, I uh, I did the thing which people do when they walk around cities. I guess where at one point you think. They could set an Assassin's Creed game here and then hate it myself. Uh, but uh, it actually reminds me much more of Dark Souls, uh, Budapest. It's a very, very good layered vertical city. I get that with so. Edinburgh. So. Oh, yeah, Edinburgh is very bloodborne. Yeah. People always say that, yeah. but I don't like that. It's true. I don't know. I don't like it. I don't know. I don't like <laughs> it. Where are you now? You're in Bilbao. What's, what game's that? Bilbao. Bilbao is quite a vertical city as well. All the it's good, very good, good games going up. Uh, it's got like a cobblestone, not cobblestone, but like smooth brick, uh, old town called Casco Viejo. It's it's very nice. I don't know what video game it is. Um, no, you'll you'll figure it out. You'll figure it out. It's probably Assassin's Creed from like, but set in oh, no. 1980. You know, no more Assassin's Creed games. <laughs> They're done. They're finished. Uh, They're not, are they? No. Oh, that's they'll probably remake them, won't they? We'll probably get a bloody, you know. Oh, they will. Oh. They'll remake the very first one. <laughs> oh, yeah. Okay. yeah, yeah. They don't. They they just need to not bother with that one and just do like two, and forget the rest of them. No, I feel like now I'm. Ha- I want the first one remade. <laughs> I think. I think that'd be good. Oh, but the first one's so awful compared to the second it's one. It's awful in a lot of ways, yes, but it has it has its <laughs> charms. Remember those chats you'd have with people. Remember the long, no. the long philosophical no. chats you have with people that you, you you'd just you'd kill them and then they'd say to you, "But I'm a doctor. Why'd you kill me?" I don't remember any of that. Uh, I really liked it. I really liked it. I did. It. I did find those bits. I I do actually remember them now. Now that you say, but I'd always found them really weird. And it's just sort of like I just stabbed a dagger in you, it's and so we're having place. like a ten minute chat. It feels like the the writer of the game like won an argument in a meeting. About getting about getting to put <laughs> these in, doing it in over over the yeah. game design people who were just like, well, we feel people will be bored by that and they'll just skip it because this is at the end of the day a game about jumping off a roof into a haystack and then stabbing someone. I, I, <laughs> people don't want to talk about you know relative moral philosophy. <laughs> I get pretty unnerved whenever I have a conversation about Assassin's Creed games because I realise that I don't think I've ever assassinated anyone in them. I don't ever get to that. Maybe the first person that you have to do. And that's it. Like I don't remember killing anyone. Do you just go in and walk about? I just walk about. Yeah, that's like I. I ne- I've never done the plots apart from Syndicate because I reviewed that one. Uh, so I actually finished that, and I and I enjoyed it. And maybe that's the thing. Maybe if I actually played them, I'd enjoy them. God, <laughs> that's a frightening thought. Maybe I like Assassin's Creed. Nah, I think you probably had the right idea to begin with. <laughs> just walk around. <laughs> just walk around Constantinople and so forth, and just. Yeah, that's what it. I want from them. Yeah. yeah, yeah. But that's what they could do, actually. If they were going to remake them, 
do what they're doing with Origins, uh, origins yeah. and put yeah. in the educational mode because that'd be worthwhile. Go back and redo them all and do that. Add that to it. Yeah. Assassin's Creed. Come on, Ubisoft. Assassin's Creed <laughs> history lesson. Yeah. Assassin's Creed Education Edition. That'll fly off the shelves. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. Let's let's see what um, let's see what our readers have been saying. We asked the question about remakes. We said, what remakes do you like? Which game or series would you love to see remade or remastered? Um, and let's see what people have said. If they've said anything, I could look at this tweet and then it'd just be empty. Okay, we've got some good ones. People are saying Ultima Underworld, which didn't you say mm-hmm. they're already doing? So No, it's, it's a spiritual successor. Ah, um, well, yeah. No, that, that, yeah. that feels good enough. It fits. Yeah. Um, Bjorn Losing says Anachronox and Wizardry. Uh, so much potential in those two, held back by the engine limitations of their age. Uh, Anachronox, I didn't play, but it was that weird game about a moving yeah. city, was it? It was kind of the the JRPG that was made in the West, um, right? <laughs> that, that's the one. Um, it was. Uh, it looked very Western, and uh, but it was all. JRPG tropes. It was made by um, was it not uh, John Romero's company? I don't think he worked in it, but I believe they published it just after Daikatana. I have no idea. But I may be wrong. Uh, yeah, I think, looking... I think I yeah, think that's right. I, it was yeah. Iron Storm, yeah, directed Iron Storm, by Tom yeah. Tom Hall. So uh, yeah, and it was on the it Tech Two engine, yeah. Uh, so it, so it's like this kind of Western developer super team uh, working with you know an id engine. So it was all very very uh flashy and then i just think people didn't really know what to make of it but uh it was pretty good uh it's very strange and yeah i would quite like to see remake of that actually because even at the time it felt like it wasn't quite what it was supposed to be if that makes sense viador who is a someone with the avatar of darth viador um but with an o <laughs> uh says uh, spelunky's remake is my top example of how this should be done more better shinier but the spirit of the original still lives on superb job uh, which I think is fair because the original Spelunky was like a free game that was done very pixelated and stuff. Um, and I believe a lot of people still liked it. So uh, to make that shinier and bigger makes sense. Uh, Orc Word says Populous, which is the god game. You control a bunch of little people on an island. Uh, some of its goals feel far more doable and nothing really revisited this. Yeah, modern day populace. What what would that be like? It'd be black, black and white, but even more modern day. There was the, the closest I think we got to an attempt to do a modern fancy one was Dust, that Ubisoft game, which was um, directed by the guy whose name escapes me, but the guy who did um, Another World uh... back in the day. Yes. Yeah. Oh, from from dust, the one with the little from dust. Kind of, sorry, yeah, yeah. Little, yeah, make all the little bits of. Sound. I quite enjoyed that. Yeah, it's really interesting. It, it feels like a tech demo, looking for a yeah. game a little bit. <laughs> um, uh, but yeah, I'd love to see a full popular. I think they're probably populous. Um, and this feels blasphemous, uh, which is a joke because it's a god game. That I'm <laughs> insulting. Um, <laughs> 
<laughs> the, the problem with populace is that it's actually just about flattening land. And it's really a game about gardening that's pretending to be a god game. You spend all your time just flattening land. That's all you do. Just, you, you are a farmer. Uh, and I realised that when I went back to play it and was like, God, I remember how excited I was when I first played it. And it isn't it isn't what I thought it was at all. <laughs> Don't play old games. I think it's the takeaway from this. Like, they'll just disappoint you. <laughs> um, let's see. Mentasm says, Dark Souls doesn't need a remaster, but Demon's Soul it, does. Well, this is... Thank you. I think Mentasm. I think that is <laughs> a very, very good point. Absolutely correct. We, Dark Souls is on every platform that we want it on right now. The the, the, the remaster is going to the Switch. Brilliant. Put it on the Switch. But yeah, Demon Souls is nowhere anymore. Remaster it. Give it to us. Mm, they're even shutting down the servers. I was going to say, oh. yeah, they're shutting down the servers, aren't they? Yeah. But Dark Souls does not need a remake in the slightest. No. Like It still looks fantastic. It still looks fine. Uh... Fantastic, Brendan. Fantastic. <laughs> don't don't downgrade it. Uh, 2D Dark Souls. That's what you need. A D-make of yeah. Dark Souls. A D-make of Dark Souls. I mean, that is, that is 90% of indie games, though. Yes, yes uh, that's true. This is true. Yes. Uh, Kit Walker says, I can't find any Front Mission 3 GIFs, uh, but Front Mission 3 on PC. <laughs> and, yeah, he the, he's included... A gif of a mech shooting another mech. I don't know what it's from, but maybe it's from something. Very good. Uh, Startopia says Endro. Startopia, Alec wrote something about um, two or three years ago because it did get slightly remastered. Um, not not a full uh, remake or anything, but it, but there is a there is a slightly fancy version of it um, when it came to Steam. I think it was. Uh, which Alec wrote about uh, way back in the day and made me want to play it because it was a game that I completely missed. Um, Isaac Monterosa's RE1 remake and the uh, what we... uh, Resident Evil 1 remake oh, and right, the recent right. Crash Bandicoot trilogy remake come to mind, uh, I guess, as examples of good remakes. Um, I'd love for someone to remake the old Spyro games because they were my first platformers and some of my first games. Yep. I have no specific thoughts on Spyro, but, but I'm the opposite. Like the first things that I played, I don't want to be remade. No. Because I don't want my memories to be. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah, to me, I, th- those are the ones I least want remade. I want remakes of things that I missed out on. I think some so, some people are, are. There's a difference of opinion here. Yeah. They, they, I know. They want, God. They want the old stuff back. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> my main problem with like the Crash Bandicoot remaster, apart from the fact that it did like stupid numbers to the extent where it's a sort of like is this really like you know it was was such it it sold so well last year that it's sort of like just kind of made it really quite depressing that people really really wanted crash bandicoot of all things which like (laughs) play mario people that's the better game how i oh i don't it has a lot of followings (laughs) and i really loved crash bandicoot when i was little but the only reason you love crash bandicoot i think so much uh, if you really interrogate yourself about this is that you didn't have mario so the closest you did not thing, have mario the closest oh, thing you could get yeah. to having a really good platform was crash bandicoot and it was not perfect no. by any means like <laughs> there were a lot of problems with it and yeah but it you know you can say that about basically probably every platformer but mario uh in yeah. that in that generation 
Um, but it, it sort of it did so well though that it's to the extent where like actual new games were just in terms of like sheer numbers were just dwarfed by the sales of Crash Bandicoot and it just it was it made me quite sad last year <laughs> but it was just like it's making me sad these... now <laughs> yeah it still makes me sad it's just like there are so many new exciting games that are coming out and yet everyone's not buying I mean, those Catherine, buying Crash Bandicoot you say this as someone who who wants to play all the Final Fantasies again you know which which were different. often trash <laughs> <laughs> Only the good ones. <laughs> the only Crash Bandicoot I've ever played is the bit in Uncharted 4. That's it. That's my contribution <laughs> to this. Uh, Cargo Jortless Hortless. I don't know how to say your name. Sorry. Uh, says, a No One Lives Forever remake is both obvious and overdue. It's never going to happen because of legal things. I mean, it will happen eventually, no doubt. But, but yeah, it's just in legal limbo and has been for a long time and it makes me incredibly sad because yeah that would be amazing i think the second one in particular um is frighteningly ahead of its time uh not now obviously it'll look dated now but but the stuff that it was doing in terms of just you know it had a level where you didn't shoot anyone it was just mostly conversation and sneaking it had levels where had the level with a tornado turned through a trailer park and just all moving (laughs) objects you know no one was doing stuff like that. It was incredible. There's another. There's an alternate universe where people get as boringly excited about No One Lives Forever Free as they do about Half Life Free in this one. <laughs> um, Daniel Jewell says the legacy of Kiev series, in particular Blood Omen and Soul Reaver. In fact, it would be cool to see Soul Reaver with all the content that was cut, re-added. I'd love to see that. Um, there was going to be a, a legacy of Kian game, but it was like a not a remake. It was like a, a you know another one with a different character than your usual character as as Azel as I don't know how you say his name, um, but it got, it got canned, didn't it? We had a feature about it which I'll link to. Yeah, uh, or Eurogamer had a feature about it which which I'll link to, um, which was sadly canned. Yeah. Uh, because the Soul Reaver games, it turns out, are so old-fashioned <laughs> that to remake one in in an age that loves crafting and so forth uh, didn't didn't sit well with the uh, publishers in the end, which is a pity. Which is a pity. Um, is there anything else that we can think of while we're going on? No, I don't think so. I think um, <laughs> everything is fine. No one needs to go back and mess with the past. The future will sort itself out. <laughs> and the present is undeniably here. One, one, one thing I would, I would quite like to see, a sort of maybe on that sort of time theme, that is Time Splitters Two, re- like just, just like come back, because that was great. Hang about. There is. We wrote something about the, the attempt to remake Time Splitters Two. Time Splitters Rewind. Yes, that's it. Yeah. Uh, we have an article about that somewhere. Yeah. I don't know what's happening now. This was. Oh god, this was June 2016. I need to reboot myself. <laughs> Do you know what though? Do you know what though? I preferred Time Splitters Future Perfect. Ooh. Is that is that wrong of me? I like the time travel story bits that they threw in there. I thought they were fun. I don't know. I played the second one. You missing out. I'm not missing out. And it had a, a map <laughs> editor, a big map editor, didn't it? I'm never gonna use a map editor, Brandy. I'm no. lazy. <laughs> Go on. Think it through. <laughs> <laughs> 
yeah, we did have a, an article about the Time Splitters Rewind, which we'll, we'll also yeah. link to. You'll find all the links below, uh, as usual. But I think I think we're gonna end it there. I think we're gonna we're gonna cut off now because we all have to go. We have jobs to do. <laughs> yeah. But yes, thank you for joining us. Um, if you want to tell all your friends about this podcast and how good it is, or how you know decent it is, how they can listen to it after they've listened to their other three podcasts to give it a go, um, you can do that. Do that. If you want to email us with suggestions about themes or any questions, you can do that too. Podcast at rockweepershotgun.com. We have uh, some suggestions for themes that have already been sent in. We are sitting on them. We're not just avoiding doing them. They're good. Uh, but we have like a, you know ideas all the time. So please keep sending those. Um, if you want to check us on Facebook or Twitter, we are at rockpapershot. Um, we are all individually on Twitter. Adam, what are you on Twitter? I am non-economical. And Catherine, what are you on Twitter? I am, I'm Burninator, but spelt with my surname and not not the Trogdor version. <laughs> uh, I forgot about Trogdor. They should remake a strong bad game. But we we may have an article about the strong bad games going up before this podcast is revealed. May may we, Adam? May we? Yeah. Adam? Because I'm the one who has to edit that, and I don't know if I will. <laughs> <laughs> oh, have you got that already? Yeah, that okay, one, yeah. yeah. So, you know when you said you had a job to do? Get to your job. <laughs> <laughs> we might have that in the, in the next couple of days. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yes, thank you very much for joining us. Bye-bye. Thank you. Bye.